Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life planning 101 and welcome into life planning 101 on this marvelous wet monday morning good morning angela good morning we do have a wonderful topic today this is always one of those topics it's it's tough for me to talk about because it's a very uncomfortable thing and it makes people uncomfortable when you do bring it up but it's one of those things that it, it needs to be talked about. It has to be talked about. And the reason it has to be talked about is we've seen too many back-end issues because it's been avoided and right. it hasn't been. And what that is is, you know, usually when you have a husband and wife in a marriage, one of them takes over the finances. One of them makes all the primary decisions and, and does all of that. And the other one kind of just washes their hands clean of it. Well... When we first meet people, we say, we want both of you in this room at the same time. And we get a lot of kickback and pushback about that. And, you know, I go back to when dad used to do seminars, you know, in the early 90s. And then, you know, we kept doing them into the 2000s. And um, we would tell people that both of you need to come through the class. Both of you need to come to the table. And, you know, it may be the first time that y'all have ever had a, a real conversation about finances. And that's fine. Um, but both of that, both of you need to happen. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, well, why does that need to happen? We really, really don't understand. And, you know, there's lots of reasons. And we're actually going to talk about some of the psychology behind that today. Um, you know, people don't. But, you know, the biggest reason more than anything is the what if of something happening to that person that has been making all of those financial decisions and keeping your financial life in order all of those years. And, you know, a lot of times, and it's, it's a twofold problem, okay, because you have the wife that may have her reasons, and I'm just going to pick on women because typically this is how it goes 99% of the time. There's the 1% that it's flip-flopped. But the wife that has her reasons for why she doesn't want to come in, right, or why she doesn't want to talk about it or be part of it. Credit cards. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? And we'll talk about all those psychological things because it is important to get them out, you know, get the elephant in the room. Just right. talk about it and get it off the table. Can't um, fix it if they don't know about it. That's right. And, you know, the other side of this, though, is the man. And he feels this dire need, and God made men this way, to take care of their family and to do everything in their capacity so that their family doesn't have to worry. They're not the ones staying up at night. You know, they're the ones taking care of their family financially, physically, emotionally, right? Right. And so they don't want to place that burden on their wife, especially if their wife is sitting there going, I don't want that to happen. Well, I want to start today by telling you a story about a, a gentleman and uh, this goes back to 2008, 2009, you know, of, of when the story actually ended. 
But, you know, before that time, this guy was a self-made man. And, I mean, you talk about success, right? He did it all. He had nothing growing up. He started a business and just was great. And not only that, he was a loving father. He was a husband, you know, great husband, a stand-up guy in the community, you know, a a God-fearing man that had his faith and was willing to do anything for anybody. And, you know, before a couple years before 2008, he had sold his business for about $3 million dollars. And he was ready to retire, but he was going to do it on his own terms. Semi-retirement to him meant sell my business and go in and just buy a bunch of rental houses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is going to be my retirement. Well, he paid about $450,000 in taxes when he sold his business. So there was, ouch, number one, right? Um, (laughs) 2.5. Yeah, 2.5, right? And then he went in and bought all these rental houses. Well, it wasn't just a couple of years after that, right before we hit that beautiful, I think it was Black Monday, right, in October, October. of uh, 2008, that he passed away, had a heart attack. Uh, wasn't expected at all. Mm. Um, you know, and of course, his wife, she's consumed by grief. She's never been a part of anything financial in their entire life. She didn't even keep the books for the business. There's, you know, a lot of wives that at least do that. So they have, you know, small understanding about things. She didn't do that. She didn't touch anything. She was a kept woman in the sense financially. Now, she raised the kids right. and she worked her tail off, you know, making sure that everybody had their warm plate, you know, and their the house was great and everything else was going good. But, you know, money, when it came to money, she knew she had her little budget and that's what she stayed on and, and that's what it was. Well, 2008, everybody knows what happens in 2008, right? It wasn't just a economic crisis that hit the markets or hit the housing. It hit everything, everything right? So... Unfortunately for them, and then about this time, he wasn't even really up and running. He had about 19 of the 34 houses that weren't rented. Okay, so here she is. You know, she doesn't have the full amount of houses rented. And then on top of that, the value of those homes, remember what happened? Okay. Plummeted. Yeah, plummeted. Probably about 50% at that time because nobody could go get lending. Remember, the banks basically froze and said, sure. we're not lending to anybody. So it wasn't like she could just go and sell anything right away. Um, she couldn't afford to pay a property manager because she only had 19 of the 34 houses rented at the time. And he had been doing all that work and, you know, everything else. Uh, one of her children lived out of state. Um, that was her son, by the way. Her daughter lived close to her. Um, but her daughter, kind of like her, had not had much experience. And then her husband was busy running his business at the same time. So she really didn't have any family there to be able to help her without having to disrupt her whole, her son's life and get him to move back or whatever. And, you know, this wouldn't have happened in anyone's wildest dreams of what this went on. And consequently, what she ended up having to do was sell those houses at the bottom of the market and get this this is what she ended up with out of that three million dollars that they retired successfully on she had about 1.3 million dollars left so she went from you know having about an income of 200,000 ish a year down to 65,000 annually no life insurance no life insurance he had let all of it lapse because he was retired didn't think he needed any of it none of this and, and was gonna live forever and was gonna live forever right he had never had never sought advice from any advisor outside of his cpa you know and that was it and it was no fault of the cpa his cpa is not 
doesn't look at all of this holistically, right? And he was probably on a need-to-know basis because that's how most of us work with our professionals. But, you know, the worst part of this story, though, is that this isn't the only story. This is one of many stories. And how frequently does this happen? And here's a man that heartfelt, good, wonderful man. Do you think he ever meant for this to happen to his wife? Absolutely not. When we come back, we're going to talk about reasons why this happens and how to fix it. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be awesome. And more coming up right here on Life Planning 101. Segment two already of Life Planning 101, Angela. Yes. Are you planning all alone if you're married, right? And uh, we've been talking about a story of, you know, a gentleman that did. Thought he'd taken care of his wife and come to find out had, had he known what had happened after his death, he would just be devastated that it ever occurred. And, you know, this happens all the time. So, you know, why don't people talk about money? Well, you know, from a man's side, we can say it's pride, perhaps. You know, pride comes before the fall. We hear that all the time. But, you know, um, we think we know. And, you know, I was I was listening to Fox Business this morning. Um, just they were talking. To, I listen every morning about markets and yada, yada. And they were talking. They had this guy on talking about steel. And he was using this terminology. And they said, whoa, 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 whoa. That went about. Of our head right and you know the truth is is that it's human nature that we feel like we have to know everything and if we don't know everything we're stupid right. that's that's the thing that you know gets in our head sure. when that's the absolute opposite and you know i my gosh i love richard branson from a fact of talk about humble talk about a man that knows what he's good at and delegates the rest and he's billionaire and he's the first to tell you i don't understand this financial stuff and i need help someone helping me do it right Right. i need someone helping me look at it holistically billionaires do this all the time the reason the rockefellers have been so successful is they hired family offices because they knew you know their business well but they didn't know the money business well right and someone told us one time i'll never forget it i love it they said i'm really good at making money i need you to help me keep it, preserve it, and make it grow, right? right? And so, and that's that's really the truth of it. And so, you know, is our pride what comes in hand? And you know, a lot of times, I think people have a misnomer about what we do as advisors, and they think, well, you, you know, if you have an advisor, that's got to be expensive. I'll tell you this: if we've ever not earned our paycheck, I'd be extremely surprised because most of the time, we end up saving people money putting more money in people's pockets, you know, for their future. Um, Just like this gentleman's situation here, had we been able to look at this ahead of time, we could have perhaps saved that whole $450,000 in taxes, right? We could have insured. You asked about life insurance, right? Make sure that there was life insurance there. If he did want to do all that self-investing, because was he actually... Um, you know, when we, we think something's tangible, we think it's safe. Right. But he put all his eggs in one basket, right? And real estate, for the most part, is always... Always been, right? Yes. And that goes back to that psychological bias that we have. And so, you know, at least knowing that risk. And he may never, ever, never thought of that risk. Apparently, he never thought of the risk of everything falling apart and he falls over dead at the same time. I'm sure that he never thought of that. So, you know, ensuring against that, having a plan in place to be able to do that and have those what ifs. And we call those our devil's advocate conversations, you know, and that could have saved that spouse to keep her $200,000 of income over the years or just diversify the real estate, right? And a lot of people think that I have to have something to do in retirement. If I sell this business, I'm going to go, I'm going to go dead. 
that's what they think. Or if I retire, I'm going to go dead, right? right? And that's not necessarily the truth if you can find a purpose after retirement. And we call ourselves a life planning firm for a reason, right? It's not just about the money. Not just financial planning. That's right. It's, it's about planning. the life and the money and how all of that corresponds together. Because at the end of the day, what's most important? Your pride or your family? Family. Absolutely, 100% of the time. What's most important? Making sure everybody's taken care of or enough money at the table? Making sure everybody's taken care of, right? And we often get money backwards. We do it all the time. We associate it. And I I read a, a devotion this morning from MediShare, which is a Christian sharing group for healthcare, you know, that I use. And um, they had this wonderful quote in there about, you know, money isn't evil. It's when we use money as an idol, right? That that becomes evil. And how many times do we do that without even knowing that we're doing it? Subconsciously. Subconsciously, because we've let it take control of every bit of our being. We've let it take control of our decisions and what we think we have to do and what we think we need to do. And that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever because at the heart of the things that the the truth is life is about love it's about you and your family and your friends and what jesus christ brought us here to do right and so you know being able to have money complement that and be a tool for that and he gives some of us that money as a gift to be able to give and to share and to do more for other people that's what it's all about it's not about the opposite So, you know, reasons why I think people don't talk about money is obviously there's that man side. But what about the woman or the other spouse in particular situations, men in other particular situations? And I'll bring up a story up in point. I met with a gentleman about a year ago. And one of the questions that we always ask to understand uh, psychology behind way a person thinks, because it helps us be a better coach with them about their money, is what was money like growing up? And for him, it was devastating. Uh, bankruptcies, poverty, you know, greed, fear, all of these things. He can't even he can't even talk about it. He can't even look at it because he becomes obsessed. He lets money become the root of all evil for himself, right? And the fact that he's willing to admit that is awesome. But guess what? He still comes to the table and he still gets on the same page with his wife because it's about life, not about the finances. So if that's what's holding you back. You got it all backwards. You will become in control. Money will be in control if you don't learn how to control it, right? Right. And, you know, what about the one that doesn't care? Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to pick on doctor's wives for a minute because we've ended up inevitably working with a lot of doctors over the years. And inevitably, we have a lot of widows that are doctor's wives. And sometimes we caught it, the disease early enough. <laughs> Sometimes so we, it could be treated. That's right. Sometimes <laughs> we never caught it, right? And they believe that everything will work out just fine. Well, when they've never come to the table, they don't understand how to budget. They don't understand what it means to not have that person taking care of them. It's a life changer. And some of them can do it. I'd say five out of ten can do it. But the other five can't do it they're devastated the grief overruns them the change of pace overruns them and they end up running out of money running out of money no matter how much life insurance you think you can buy they run out of money because they don't understand what everything's all about 
And, you know, that's so backwards thinking, isn't it? We don't think about that. Or what is it if just you mentioned it before the credit cards? What what if it's just someone that doesn't want to budget or plan, you know, because or they feel like someone's getting you know they're getting their finger pointed at them all the time or they're blamed all the time. You know, that conversation needs to change entirely. Have a mediator in that conversation. Someone doesn't like to be told what to do. They don't come to the table for that reason. We've seen that. Someone doesn't feel involved. They don't know enough. They feel too stupid compared to their spouse. Have you ever thought about your spouse's emotions when it comes to this? Does that make it any less important, though? Absolutely not. When we come back, you don't want to miss right here on Life Planning 101, more about planning all alone. Wow, final segment already. I, you know what? You said uncomfortable stuff, but excellent stuff. Yes. Stuff. I mean, we just had a nice interchange during the uh, intermission here. So uh, let's get on yeah. with some more good information. And you, you know, you made a good point. I liked your analogy. Sometimes it's it's hard just to, or you know, you said sometimes it's just hard to to look at everything, to actually take that first look and see where you're at because you're you're worried how bad it may look. <laughs> And, you know, we said, that's right. And we talked about, you know, you just got to rip off that Band-Aid. Right. And put on that Neosporin and start start the healing process, right? And Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Otherwise, the infection will continue to grow. It is so true. Um, You know, we started working with this wonderful family. I I can't tell you how much I, I, I mean, I think of her like my mother. I just, I love them to death. And this was back in uh, 2000. 14 her husband had passed away in 2012 and we laugh about this but in reality it's really not funny uh, because the the family she's she's worth about 20 million and every time we've gone up there we found a new asset we haven't yet think we found everything and she thinks she's got everything and then oh by the way I found this and because the husband took care of everything and you know they didn't at 20 million dollars net worth they surely should have had a family office being able to take care of everything for them but they weren't at that time you know Um, and so it was absolutely a disaster and they lost out on about two million dollars of getting that outside their estate, which a cost of forty percent would have been about eight hundred thousand dollars in taxes, just because they didn't have that holistic view. You know, he was trying to do it yourself, just read different things and put things together. And it was no fault to him. He's a successful guy, smart guy. She's smart as a whip. She'll tell you, "Oh, I, I don't think I under, uh, understand," but then she'll start saying things like "cruts" and "idgets" and "crats" and "clats" and all these different things, right? So she knows what she's talking. Talking about she's very very smart and so you know I think it's interesting that sometimes we don't give credit to that other spouse for their ability even though we're trying to protect them we actually do the opposite for them we hinder them and I think of how much better this could have been if we would have backed that train up another 10 years before that and we wouldn't be trying to fight the estate tax issue today we wouldn't be um, in a, pl- a place that we're having to maneuver so much and she would just be living fancy free enjoying life instead of having to stress about where's that other asset or how are we going to get that done or I have to drive to Oklahoma for this and get this probated and da da da. I mean there's just so much going on and it's just simply because things weren't organized and put together and you said it Terry business owners are busy they're busy you know Richard Branson do you think he's busy he's a billionaire okay he runs how many companies how does he do that has anybody ever thought about how he actually does that There's only one way you can do that. Delegate. Delegate, 
right? And he delegates to people he trusts. And he actually, there was a a quote he said, I was reading about this this morning. That's why it's on top of my mind. But a quote he said about the fact that I delegate, um, I trust, but verify, you know? So he's actually still managing, but in a sense that he's trusting, he's understanding, and then he verifies the information. Well, why shouldn't we be doing that in our lives? I mean, isn't that what we kind of aspire to do is be as successful as we can? Sure. Shouldn't we follow in the steps of other successful people? But instead, we try to hoard everything and do everything for ourselves. And even if it's keeping it from just our spouse and what happens when that happens. And a lot of times, you know, another thing I get kicked back on is people say, um, well, you know, and, and this is I, I hate to even say this on the radio show, but I will say it when we were meeting with a husband and wife and, and we know one of them is that way that they've kind of hoarded everything and they aren't going to let their wife make decisions or spouse make decisions. And we've done this. We actually say to one of them, okay, you're dead now. You can't talk. Now I'm talking to you, the other spouse. What happens when he dies? What are you going to do? Ouch. Ouch. Right? (laughs) And then it gets real. It gets real, real quick. And thank God it gets real, real quick before it actually happens, right? So, you know, who are you going to trust? And a lot of times they'll say the answer is going to be my kids. I'll call my kids. Okay, well, let's go back to Miss Jones's situation we talked about at the beginning of this radio show. Where were her kids? What were they doing? Are your kids busy? Do they have their own lives? Are they trying to make their own success? Out of state. Yeah. Do they know everything about your situation? Just like this lady here that her husband passed away in 2012 and six years later, we're still looking for assets. You think your kids know exactly what's going on with your life and how to manage it? Probably not. You know, probably not. You know, coming together, you know, it's, it's your option. Come together before the storm or after the storm. It's going to happen. And which do you want? I spent two weeks ago, I actually went up to a family's house we've been working with since 2002. Heartbreaking. He has Alzheimer's. She has Parkinson's onset of dementia. We're trying to organize everything right now so that the kids don't have to do a dang thing. Putting everything where it needs to be before it happens. And they're doing an outstanding thing for their children and for each other by doing that. But you know how many years we've been trying to get them to do this? Lots. Yeah, since 2002. Mm. Why wait till it's too late? Well, it's the old saying that we hear it all the time. People don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't wait any longer. It's not worth it, right? Make sure you answer our Twitter poll this week at KFS Life Planning. Do you need a second opinion when it comes to your money, retirement, or life plan? Angela, tell us again about uh, your contact information. Yes, so you can um, definitely subscribe to our newsletter, www.kennedy-financial.com, and you're going to get a weekly article. And by the way, last week was actually our 10th year anniversary for publishing articles. 10 years. 10 years of publishing articles. And that takes a lot of dedication, a lot of work. As doing this show does yes and, and you, you do it for your uh, clients and that's absolutely and your non-clients that's right we've always prided ourselves on education we believe in it we believe that people need to make informed decisions and we try to share that with the world you know we do <laughs> because, on the web, right? that's right that's right so you know make sure you go on there we've got all of that archived on our website at kennedy-financial.com 10 years worth of information don't miss it 
Have a great week. Again, right here from Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone and God bless America. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.